Yo, 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 it's time to let that bad energy go. Inhale deep and retrohale slow. It's your man G Money. You can reach me at King James Time is Money on IG. And this is Never Smoke Alone. Yo, welcome to episode 14 of In This Motherfucker. We back in Club Black. La Casa de Negro. The abode of obsidian. Word. The hottest place in E-Town. If you ain't been here, you ain't going to be here because we don't know your ass. <laughs> I'm your man, G Money. And tonight, I am smoking on a... Let me turn my wrapper around. Hoya de Copper from Nicaragua. I've been smoking for about 15 minutes. I like this bitch so far. I'm going to let you know what it'd be like on the back end. Buddha Black. Yeah, man. What's good, man? What you smoking on, baby? You know what I'm saying? First, I'd like to pay, pay uh, tribute to all the veterans out there, you know, uh, for this Veterans Day weekend. So my, my salute goes to you guys. Um, therefore, I'm celebrating today with uh, my father, the Don Pepper joint, Nicaraguan, uh, Triple Binder. The, I mean, the rapper is, is Nicaraguan, the fill is Nicaraguan, and the bond is Nicaraguan. Uh, um, this is the limited edition, 23-year-old. And um, I'm doing, I'm, I'm tasting special reserve Weller with it alongside of, you know, I had to break this out for the fellas. You know, this is good peoples up in here. I had to break this out. The 18 year Knob Creek. Now that's some good stuff. My man, my man from Philly put me on the game, the, on the uh, the design of the bottle uh, with the bubbles in the back of the bottle coming from Jim Bean. That, that place is Knob Creek. So when you feel the back of it, the ripples on the back of the, the Knob Creek bottles, all of them is, is coming from the creek. I did not know that shit. Word. I did not know that at all. Every, I tell, every time I come over here, I learn some new shit. <laughs> Especially some whiskey shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enabler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enabler. That's what you are. Enabler. But, but it's good, <clears throat> you know? Whenever you go to somebody's house, they make that delicious casserole. You be like, I got to get some of that. Somebody make some good lasagna. I gotta get some. Somebody made some good ribs, Kansas City style, whatever. Uh, the Memphis style ribs. You got some oxtails. You gotta get it. You you know. So therefore, that's what we are. We out of the box, folks, man. When you said peach cobbler, all I thought about was the Boondocks. When Riley was like, "Oh, Mister Boy, your peach cobbler look like throw up." <laughs> like that's literally what I thought about when you said peach cobbler. Next Sunday, I'll bring these cobbler. It's definitely going to be no throw up. Is it going to look like throw up, though? No, it's going to set your damn body straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grim Reaper, what you smoking on? Well, I'm smoking on the LFD Andalusian Bull. Uh, it's a three-hour smoke. I'm getting there. About an hour and a half now. Uh, it's This actually wasn't supposed to be on the market. And is the number one cigar in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, right? Okay. Number one cigar in 2018. Premium. It was a. It's actually a medium cigar. It's not a full. Mm-hmm. It's a medium cigar. It's about eighteen dollars a stick. But if you can find it at eighteen dollars a stick, it's a blessing because they only make thirty-five boxes a month. Damn. So you you, can, you usually can find a box right about now. If you can find a box, they run you about two thirty two sixty for a box. Right. So right now it's, it's, a, it's a good smoke. It's a good smoke so far. I haven't had not a problem with it. It's going on right now. Hey, great. Is that, is that an accident cigar that the people's, the makers, did they yes. want to put that on the market? No, this cigar was made by Berto and I think his name was Tito. Tito? It's, it's a cigar they made for themselves. 
that just happened to be so good they started to sell it. So it's, it's, it's a one of one that they're sharing with the world right now. Mm. So yeah. It's always good to get some exclusive shit. What you drinking on, Greg? Weller Special Reserve. But we got some expensive bottles in this motherfucker tonight. <laughs> hey, we drinking dollars, bitch. <laughs> we drinking dollars. Weller Special Reserve, man. Mm. About to open my damn chest up for my Yeah. <laughs> all... see what, what is, what is like. They told me at the distillery that's called the Kentucky Hood. That's right. Kentucky who? The Kentucky Hood. When you get that burn in when your you get that section. burn, they say it's called the Kentucky Hood. Yeah, shit. Get that love. Philly from Philly. Yo. What you smoking on, baby? Sound like Bobcat Goldquake up in this <laughs> bitch. What you, what you smoking on, baby? So here in a second, I'm going to be smoking on uh, Florida Dominicano, Torpedo. Uh, one of my pop's favorite cigars. One of those things that always stay constant. You can always find them, and the taste will always be the same. Right now, I'm, sipping, I'm also sipping on Wellers. And then for my Veterans Day, I got my United States Army glass engraved. Shout out to the Army. Shout out. Shout out. Cheers. Hello. Cheers. Hello. All right. It's time. I think we about to have one of them serious discussions that I normally don't do. But we're going to try to keep it light anyway. My man, Buddha Black, said he got some thoughts about parenthood from a man's perspective. And even just from being a boy and growing up watching your father, how you thought about it, how you think about it, and how you see it. So I'm going to let him share his thoughts, and then we're going to get into the convo. Go ahead, Buddha Black. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, this is this is really heavy, especially uh, like current times um, with uh, social media taking over and the the more you look at social media, the more it tells you about um, the mothers being the fathers, um, you know, where I come from, or big mama raising the kids, right? Um, but we don't specifically touch on how important for it is for men to be involved with, uh, with their children. So one of my partners one day called me up start talking about how the way he was disciplining his kids and how the way his wife uh was getting really upset about that but couldn't do much about it due to the fact that, that those were his kids too and they needed that father's touch and that discipline their kids and i told her i said hey bro imagine it was a blended family and you was the stepdaddy and those kids were out of town and that, that what is it your wife would tell you don't say nothing this ain't your kids and the kids would tell tell him don't say you you can't tell me that because you're not my daddy all right that's a blended family and then what do we have here just a man in the house and loose kids uh being being disruptive um so therefore when it comes towards that blended family it has to be like, hey, yo, look, I understand he's not your father, but this, this is the rules and this is how it's going to be as far as disciplining. Because in my opinion, when, when, whenever you're being a father in, in the household, they see what a, a, a figure is right there to control or else the street's going to grab them. Well, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I've been in this situation with a blended family before. Yeah. <clears throat> And I'm an asshole. I ain't gonna even lie. 
So the way I approach that is the minute that woman allowed her kids to disrespect me, I put you in line with your kids. Now I got to teach you to respect me also. Mm-hmm. So now I got to control you and your kids for a hot minute and let y'all know that this is my crib. I'm the man of the house. I run shit here. I will come to you for thoughts and input on my decision making. But at the end of the day, it's my damn decision mm-hmm. because I got to carry the weight of this house, not you. You see, yeah, you see, yeah, but right nowadays, right nowadays, a lot of a lot of the women in the house, like you got the men moving into the woman's house, right? Which is, I, I think that's a no go. Yeah, I'm in that, I'm in that cesspool right there. But um, whenever the man is living with the woman, and then a blended family, so the kid's not yours, and then you living underneath her roof. But you provide it, but you don't pretty much run nothing. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? It, it makes sense if you have a woman that doesn't respect your value. Mm-hmm. A woman has to understand what a man brings to a household. It's it's one of those old adages to where you know they keep trying to 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 bring in this modern woman and modern family and modern ideals. But honestly, it's always mm-hmm. been the same. Women nurture care provide love Mm -hmm. men provide discipline Mm -hmm. structure Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. you have to allow the man to provide those things and you can't step on his toes Mm -hmm. i've always told my kids mother if you got a problem with the way i discipline my kids Mm -hmm. don't question me in front of my kids Mm -hmm. put me to the side you know you know though but with that right there a lot of women are not used to having a man like that they used to have a man that's not being responsible or or walking that journey in that sense so whenever they do come across a man like yourself and you make that statement now you the bad guy because they ain't used to that but you know what as i matured and i'm not gonna say i was always this way it happened probably about six seven years ago in my mid-30s yeah when it come to my kids if it makes them better adults i'm okay with being the bad guy mm-hmm. because my dad was the bad guy I couldn't stand that motherfucker when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But now I understand everything he did. That's right. I, I understand why he punched me in the face for talking back to my mother. That's right. I understand why he gave me $10 for A, $5 for B, and made me pay him back 20 if I got a C. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with being the bad guy if when you turn 25, you look at me and go, I remember. That's right. I'm okay with that. I can see that, yeah, and I agree with that, one hundred percent. Because, bro, I tell you what, right now I just look at, right now I'm in my forties, all right, and I got, I have my stepson, and then I'll have my daughter, right? My stepson, I'm in the blended family household. However, I'm not raising my daughter. You know, she down in Florida with her moms, but her moms kept that. You are you not gonna be involved. I'm the I'm the child, I'm the child mother. I don't care what you say and all this going on and all that, right? So so with me dealing with that, now I'm looking at my daughter, like like now she going through mental health issues and all that. But when she reach out to me, you know, I gotta be that wise man, that advisor, you know, uh, uh just just to be that comfort for, her, right? And that's where those mothers that's out there like that that allowed it like uh what's the name of that movie boys in the hood mm-hmm. i think that was the message in boys in the hood whenever 
uh what is it oh buddy was it what what's his name the uh the kid the boy that moved to to lawrence fishburne what was it trey yeah trey when he moved over when his mom said i'm sick of your shit i'm done with this you know he hitting people in the head with a goddamn uh, <laughs> with a yard stick and all that she moved over there he had a record lease <laughs> that's that discipline man i mean i i, I am 100 for the the belief system that a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man that's right that's right he was brushed about 13 in that movie i think and then he started you know he raised in that neighborhood underneath his father and you could see him he was always in his books always all hard at it and and uh you look at his homeboys he was hanging out with they ain't had no daddy right mm -hmm. one was struggling in school good in sports but the other ones was in the streets folks were running you know like, like, like rolling dice on the on the uh, front porch drinking 40s and all that and you know that's that's the disconnect with a lot of women nowadays because they want to tell you how to be a man and they didn't have a father growing up so they don't know mm. they telling you what they want you to be based on what they see on social media what they see on tv that's not an experience they, they want they want you to be that fake ass dad they want you to be motherfucking that fat motherfucker from family matters oh the, oh uh i know who you talking about the sheriff Winslow. Winslow. yeah <laughs> they, they want you to be that motherfucker and and, and that that's not realistic it's mm. just not like just like no no father's gonna be perfect we are we're gonna make mistakes but they expect you to have the perfect answer every time they want you to have the perfect equilibrium between discipline and love and care and cuddle yeah. and i'm not gonna lie i fail at the cuddling part yeah especially my boys now my daughter yeah i don't think she could do nothing wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah. but them boys yeah nah i see you bro right i see you i see you fucking up like i fucked up and right. i'm gonna tell you about this shit. i ain't putting no filter on it i ain't gonna be nice about it right philly what you got on this subject man so me personally with my experiences growing up in a blended family and currently having a blended family there's a lot I, I, i'm gonna revert back to one thing they 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 are this ain't for those listening this isn't a bash on women there are a lot of strong women out there that raise some great kids we're talking certain circumstances to where I, and this is my opinion, where communication is mm. not the key, mm. right? That That's one thing in a relationship. You got to build that communication with that spouse or that significant other when it comes to raising that kid. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people lack on doing, mm -hmm. right? I think one of the biggest key things you hit on was if you had a problem with what i said or how i'm raising my child mm -hmm. don't don't do it in front of that kid don't not do it in front of the kids right mm -hmm. because then she's undermining your authority mm -hmm. right and then how are they then gonna respect you at that point right there's gonna be come on now y'all know as well as i do there's gonna be disagreements in a relationship in a mm -hmm. marriage always ain't nothing perfect right. but what separates it from a bad slash failing marriage and one that's on the up and up, right? Mm -hmm. Is that communication. If you guys are able to sit down and annotate, hey, on the side, I didn't like this, or maybe we could do this better, mm -hmm. right? Instead of bottling it up and not talking about it. So it has to, it's gonna have to be talked up. 
You know what I'm saying? Y'all, we were all in the military. What do they call that? The AARs, After Action Review. That's right. right? <laughs> hey, fuck. If it, take, if, it, if it takes it every week, have an After Action Review. Uh-huh. Hey, this is what we did as a family. What can we improve on? Because that's what it's about. You know? And then, uh, uh, hell, we was talking about, you, you, Black, you hit on that social media nowadays. Mm-hmm. I say I got two sons. I got one. But I got the son with the phone. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I got the son without the phone. When he in trouble and I take that phone, I got a totally different kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> My fucking iPhone. Yeah. But, but I leave it at, I, I leave that subject right there with communication is key. And I, I feel like a lot of times that's what Agreed. we're lacking. And, and, and I would say on our end as well, those cellular devices, we spend more times on those phones uh-huh. than what we do communicating to one another. And that shows that's how the way society matures and grows the kid through that and the parent lose you know, like we got a lot we got a lot a lot of lazy parents out there to quiet up the kid, to give the kids those those techno those mobile phones, those iPads, whatever, just to say, Hey, you sit there, you watch your cartoons, you get your your social media, whatever you do on that as long as you're quiet you leave me alone so mm-hmm. i can deal with my my quiet spot but with us parents we don't have that i'm sorry we got those kids sorry we got to deal with that you know and, and it's and it's the best for those kids they don't like it it's gonna tick you off but so what motherfuckers gonna learn today real greg you been quiet over there man what you got on this subject bro man i just got recently got divorced in may and i had a blended family my wife at the time had four kids and I had two. But my two lives in South Carolina. So my I didn't have my kids the whole time in this thing unless summer came around, whatever. I get my visitation, yada yada. Gamecocks. So yeah, damn yeah, Gamecocks. <laughs> but uh no man, I didn't have a I tell you this, I didn't have too much of a problem being in a blended family and all the kids respecting me as their dad because even though I was in the blended family, she had four kids, two by two different, two different, two different men was in the relationship with her. She didn't, she married one of them, had two kids, didn't marry the other one, had two kids, was go get married, but didn't have, whatever, whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? She had four kids, two different men. One of the men was in the kid's life. The other one didn't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So the two oldest one grabs hold, hold to me right out the gate because they didn't have a father figure at all. Then the youngest two, grabs to me the same way, but they had a dad in their life, but they still called me dad too. So I didn't have a problem with authority or nothing like that, you know, coming up with the kids. Now, once they got older, they started to do their own thing. Like the oldest two is 21 and 24 now, you know what I'm saying? So they're older. They're on their their way doing whatever they do, their career and stuff. But the younger two still contact me every day. You know what I'm saying? They check on me. I check on them, vice versa. And they still, you know, call me dad. Or some of them get they, they get out, out their way and they call me Greg sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, but they're they're, they're uh, highly respectful and good kids. And even though I'm divorced, you know, what I'm saying they still show me that level of respect because I was in their life for nine years. Wow. Mm. So you know, it, it all it all it all depends on, like you say, how the mother steps in and don't let don't step on your toes. You know, what I'm saying she didn't step on my toes at all the whole time. Like the first time I put my hands on one of them, she was shocked because she didn't think, you know, it never happened. She never seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then once she seen it happen, I showed them love afterwards. 
but you still have to discipline them and put them in a, you know, respective spots in life. You know, you can't let them get out the way because then you, if they try you, you get away, let them get away with it. They will try you again. It's that slippery slope. They'll keep trying you again until you put a stop to it. And day one, I put a stop to it. Then everybody else's eyes all book like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. this motherfucker ain't playing with us. You showed, no, him, you showed him the Grim Reaper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't playing with you. You know, I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? So ever since then, you know what I'm saying, respecting that, and, and I had to get a hold to the youngest one. It was, the, the two oldest was looking, and the third oldest was looking, with her, damn, what, I, what, I, what did she do? You know, she's the youngest one. She's the baby. You know what I'm saying? They just say, I, I get all of you. I don't care. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it put a level of respect in the house, and they knew what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. quickly. You know what I'm saying? And she allowed it to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it was it was great. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's always good to have that dad in the house. Like, I was blessed. I had mom and dad in my house. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, they had their ups and downs. They broke up, divorced, remarried. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff happened while I was in the household. So, I mean, I, I've seen the ups and downs of relationships, and I actually learned from that, you know, just from my mom and dad being in the same house. And it, it, it helped out a lot because I got my ass whooped all the time. Me too. I got, I got my ass whooped from doing nothing because they felt I was going to do something later. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got I got freelance ass whoopings. <laughs> 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 it, was, it, was, it was horrible but i learned from it and that's why i look at life coming up too like i only can stand for so much stuff to go on as a as a child like i put you in a child's place and if you're in the right household you have the right spouse you have a right relationship with your kids and the right discipline with your kids and it won't be questioned because later on like i say i'm not even in the house anymore i get calls because they respect what i was doing for them as a dad. So once you get that respect, they'll never leave them. Kids will never forget how they were disciplined and they could talk about it later. I remember when I got that first whooping. You know, mm-hmm. They'll remember that. And when they have their kids, they go expect the same amount of respect. So you, this, this generation that I raised that wasn't my kids, you know what I'm saying? They will have a level of respect for they go They gonna want that respect when they get older with their kids. And it's going to be a trend. So this household is going to be fucked up later on in life. They gonna, they know how to raise their kids. They're going to have that sense of discipline and respect. But a lot of my friends didn't get that shit. Like how I grew up, didn't get that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them not here. A lot of them get incarcerated or either dead, one or the other. You know what I'm saying? So it, it all depends. And grandma, like I said, big mama raising the kids, she can't do that on her own either. She can put on what she want to do. Grandma's the soft one in the house. She's just taking care of you because you know your mom and daddy can't do it. Yeah, grandma give you that love, you know love. Give you love and she yeah. teach you how to cook and shit like that. But then she's not disciplining nobody. You just live with your grandma. You know what I'm saying? If she is disciplining you, that means she in the church and you going to church on Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday night, choir practice the whole night. You know, <laughs> living the church. Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not just gonna be at the My house. My grandma disciplined me with a switch from the yeah. tree. I had to pick it. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. My grandma hit you with anything that was living or not living. Chair, pot, shoe, <laughs> piece of racetrack. Yeah. Bring, bring a bullshit <laughs> switch if you want. <laughs> it's gonna be ten times like, worse. Like they say, the village raised me. Uh, like I can tell you, my father was a. He's the second of 15, 15 kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my grandma and grandfather lived together a long time. My grandfather passed. I would say, man, ten years ago now, probably about ten years ago, my grandfather passed. And my grandmother's still in. My grandmother's ninety three. She turned ninety three in October. So she still gets around. She's she 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 done calm down a lot, but she still whoop your ass. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. she thinks she whooping your ass. Mm-hmm. 
but she still got the same the same drive. Like, ain't nobody gonna disrespect it. Then, like I said, Ray, my aunt had a pussy willow tree in her backyard. You know what I'm saying? When you had to take you know the willows off the mother, but there, there was a switch tree. And she lived close to everybody, so everybody was like, I'm gonna need one of them switches off the tree. <laughs> so she'll go back out there, she'll go out in the tree and pick one out, and they just drive by, she drop it off in the car. Hell yeah, no. You know, it was just like that. Real Damn. talk. Real talk, my niece. Yeah, but I'm telling you, she had one of the pussy willow trees in the backyard. We all got that switch. Damn. And if she went home, they just drive by and get one. <laughs> Real shit, but at the time, we didn't make it to the switch. Shit, it was either belt, stitch a cord, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you learn from it, man. Every ass whooping I, I got, I, I was grateful for it. I, now I am. Yeah. yeah. It made me the person I am now. You never enjoy it while it's happening. No. Nah. Nah. Mm -hmm. And I, I was in one of them uh, type um, houses, you know what I'm saying? Clothes ain't do nothing. Clothes ain't do what you did. So you got to take them clothes off. You get nasty ass whoopings. Hey, wait, yeah. till, wait till you get in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> wait till you get fresh out the tub. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing but butt. Nothing but ass. All right, in closing, I think it's a consensus. You spare the rod, you spoil the child. Thanks. Yeah. I asked you a question. What law is there say I got to like you? Yeah. All right then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. Nigga, as long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. You got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. You got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? And now back to the lighter side of things. This is my favorite part of the year. It's the holiday season. And for me, that means motherfucking food. We're going to talk about your favorite Thanksgiving dishes. I kicked the play off because I got a few of them motherfuckers. Like growing up in my grandmother's house and old Cherry Hill projects off of Ninth Avenue in South Carolina where they had a gate to keep us in and not bad people out. My grandmother would make homemade cakes from scratch. I'm talking about the icing, the bread, all of it. Chocolate cake, coconut cake, pineapple cake, upside down pineapple cake, red velvet cake. If you name a cake, my grandmother would go in the kitchen, clap her hands together and throw the flour in the air like LeBron. And that bitch would come out the oven in an hour. On top of that, she had these fucking deviled eggs. And she would make the crunchy ass bacon and like just stuff a piece of bacon in that bitch. Man, listen, ain't nothing to go in that motherfucker and get a plate at 12 o'clock. Walk around the projects, come back, get a plate at one o'clock. Motherfucker knocking on the door. Hey, Miss Isley made them cakes? Yeah, nigga, but we don't know you. <laughs> you ain't getting shit. <laughs> Who the fuck is you? Exactly. <laughs> you didn't put in on this, man. Hell no. <laughs> you know, you know they, they they come in with just Tupperware with no food. Yeah. They got to go place, but they didn't have no to, get, to stay place. Exactly. <laughs> Whose peoples are these? That's your uncle. <laughs> your uncles and your cousins. 
But look, my grandmother was a loving woman, so broke motherfuckers would show up with like a container of strawberries and leave with fucking strawberry cobbler or a strawberry shortcake. Because if you brought it in there, she was going to turn that bitch into something. Mm. Buddha Black. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite Thanksgiving dish. You know, you know what? My favorite dish is I like the green bean casserole. Put the gravy on top of that joker. With them crunchy onions? Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, I, for all the non-pork eater, I don't care what you say, the honey-baked ham, you put the pineapple on that joker like that, oh, all, right. all day long you can eat ham and mac and cheese. And a little cherry in the middle of the pineapple? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and it yeah. makes make the ham turn red. Yeah. 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 You can eat the ham cold, hot, it don't matter. It's a... That was an implied task. <laughs> Look, the next day you open up the refrigerator, you just put your hand in the pot, grab that, that ham, and walk around all day yes. eating ham. Love your ham sandwich and macaroni. Yes. <laughs> and potato salad. And potato salad. With, look, with no raisins. Who made the potato salad? <laughs> Conjugal. <laughs> One consecutive after the other. <laughs> oh, shit. Great. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish, brother? Man, I'm a dressing kind of guy. I love dressing. Cranberry sauce or no cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce. Oysters or giblets? Oysters. Ah. Oysters. I, I, love, I love dressing. What is giblets? Giblets is the, the, the like turkey, the gizzards turkey. and shit yeah. from the turkey. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't from the south. He ain't from the south. He don't know. Yeah, no, I like, I like the gravy with, with the eggs in it. Mm. I like to do the boiled eggs and hard-boiled eggs in it. Chopped up. I love all that, man. That's That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Also, the desserts. Like, I make desserts. I do cheesecake. I do red velvet. I do caramel cakes, coconut cakes. I do wedding cakes. That's why we friends. That's why we friends. Like, <laughs> like I, I get down on, on the cake side and pie side. Like, I, I was a culinary chef in a couple of restaurants doing just, you know, all the, all, all the cakes and stuff you could possibly think of. I was doing that. I carve the shit out of pumpkins. I, I do it all, like, you oh. know, cake-wise. All right, Greg, you fuck around, let these women find out you can cook like that. Your ass ain't gonna never be single no more. <laughs> no, well, that, that's, that's why I don't cook a lot when, I, when I'm with somebody, because then they won't expect that shit. They're gonna start trying to cuff your ass. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Balls and chains. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is, man. I love dressing, man. I, I don't like turkey on Thanksgiving. Stop. Stop. Turkey, like, turkey is the driest fucking no. shit that you can fucking get on Thanksgiving. No, like I'm, I'm a ham person. I'll make some of ribs or something like that for Thanksgiving and shit. But I don't do turkey till like it's two days. Old. So you don't like turkey, but I, what I think when you people say that is maybe they just haven't had the right kind. You ever had like a smoked turkey or maybe not, a deep not, fried not, turkey? Not, not, not. Traditional oven turkey, I don't like. Like, okay. I like deep okay. fried turkey. Okay. It's not as dry. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like, you know, smoked turkey and stuff like that. I put that like in my greens, green beans, shit like that. All right. But as far as like just having turkey, like I'm going to have a turkey for Thanksgiving. Like I will make one. But I'm not eating until like two days afterward. The way all that juice and shit done soaked in it or something. Like, you know, I'll make a turkey sandwich afterwards. But uh, well, I don't care how dry that bitch is. I'm going to drown it in Texas Pete anyway. But see, I don't even put, see, I, I can't put hot sauce on turkey. Why not? Why not? Yeah, the hell no. Put that Frank, I put Frank's on mine. I put that shit on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put Frank's on a lot. I got, I, I put that Cholula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, like, Y'all, y'all give me like I like French red hot. I like French red hot. But I'm a Valentina kind of person. Okay, I, I, I like the Valentina uh, hot sauce, the very hot, the black lady. You I'm know he like trans too. Trans. Yeah, Valentina. I thought you were yeah. talking like Eddie Murphy trans, like. like uh, uh, you, tri- you tripping, nah. bro? Can I get a pause? Oh uh, hell no! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just can't do turkey like that. I, I do a ham all day or, or brisket. You know, I can't do it. I'm not a traditional turkey person. Well, oh, we, we, we've discussed a traditional, a traditional turkey, right? That's traditional what you turkey, yeah. So, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's too much work for the too much dry bird. Only you eat the legs and the fucking wing. Everything else is dry. So. I, I feel you on that. Philly, as our resident Latino, Listen. you got to come off the wall. What, what, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Pasteles. 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 Pasteles is on Christmas, though, hey. But yes, pasteles are good. When it comes to Thanksgiving, my father's favorite holiday. I would have to go back with Greg don't like. It's back to the turkey. Mm. Right? That, that was the staple. Mm. Right? We used to infuse them mugs, you know what I'm saying? Grab them needles, start injecting them. Yeah. <laughs> but now the other thing was, we had a big family. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving was dad's holiday. Everybody came to dad's house. Right? Mm -hmm. Christmas was my aunt's holiday. Everybody did New Year's, or correction, Christmas Eve at her house. And then New Year's was my uncle's house. So we had, you know, you talking 30 to 40 individuals going to each house. We would do a fried turkey. Now, fried turkey. Mm. We'll go ahead and marinate him up. Mm -hmm. Now you got to brown that turkey. Now, I don't know what turkeys you having, Greg, but you got to make sure you brown them. They're from New York. You got <laughs> <laughs> Nobody like New York turkey. Tough ass fucking turkey. <laughs> Tough as shit. You got, you got, you got. Make sure that turkey brine. Brine our turkey, right? 24, 48 hours out. Sit it out. One, when you buy that oil, you gotta make sure you got that peanut oil. That makes a difference for that flavor. We would do a smoked turkey, and then we do the traditional turkey as well in the oven. So you giving up the family recipe? <laughs> nah, he, he all the stuff he's saying is it, if you cooking the turkey. I ain't, I ain't telling you what I'm brining with. I ain't yeah. telling you what seasons I'm putting in that mug. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you what oil. Yeah. And yeah, you can pick that up at Sands Club for fifty nine ninety nine. If you cooking the turkey, he's just telling. That. He just gave out the basics. I you know, need my like family I use recipe. Brine turkeys and shit like that when I'm doing turkey legs and I'm smoking. Mm -hmm. But as far as a traditional oven turkey. I mean, I never brine one because I don't fucking make them like that. <laughs> I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I brined the turkey in Kentucky, and I drove that motherfucker in the cooler all the way to South Carolina to cook that motherfucker. God damn. God damn. All right. So now we we talking about like turkey and ham as the main proteins. Is my house the only house that where not only did you have turkey and ham, it was fried chicken. Fried pork chop. They're like pretty much they emptied the freezer for Thanksgiving. <laughs> My grandmother went to the freezer and was like, whatever's in here getting cooked for this day. Yeah. Thawed out three days before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just sitting eating all this shit. Motherfuckers gaining 10 pounds in four days. Oh yeah. Hey, remember you get that on the stove? You got that the old school Crisco can sitting in the middle. Yeah, but that grease. Yeah, that grease it is. <laughs> Flavor, you, yeah, you jam your whole finger in that. You smear the whole pot. Damn Crisco. I remember that Crisco. I man. You try fish. There we go. You know, I heard stories about Puerto Rican families and that pork shoulder and motherfuckers like literally getting into fist fights. That's religious. Over, over, religious. over, over that outside skin with that charred piece of fat oh. on it. 
my god! Like that, I heard that was a fight in a Puerto Rican household. I'll tell, I'll tell you, my mom would have, my mom was the first one. As soon as you took that motherfucker out the oven, she was on that thing. Mm. She was on. If you want getting out out there with that, the crispy, you turn that mug over. I slice it into diamonds, broil it. You pull that thing out. The crisp, the fat turns into that crisp mm-hmm. with that uh, the pork rind almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like another thing, like I started doing a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? I was doing uh, which one to call them on? Uh, burn ins. I do burn ins. Like burn ins, like the brisket. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The burn ins on Thanksgiving. Oh, on fire, fire, man. Plus, I got the best macaroni and cheese this side of Mississippi, so I don't know. Challenge! Ooh. Y'all hear that? Challenge! <laughs> I do. I do. Challenge! I want some. And, and I stand by that. Nobody makes a better macaroni and cheese than I do. That's what mm. Hey, that's some confidence Nobody. right there. Nobody. That's, that's some confidence. That's real shit. Nobody. Like, my grandmother had the best macaroni and cheese for years. And I took her my macaroni and cheese, and she said, yep, you got me. You got, you got, got me. You graduated. <laughs> All right, so, so answer this question, Greg. Did you take your grandmother's recipe and tweak it, or did you make your own no, recipe? I made my own. Okay. I made my own. Okay. Made my own. But, but she was the standard. She was the standard. Mm. That's just the way it is. Like, I, I, I took my grandfather's recipe. I make homemade rolls Ooh. from scratch. Butter rolls from scratch. Ooh. You know what Butter I'm rolls. Which, which I only can make six dozen at a time. Because that's how his recipe yields. His yield recipe is like six dozen. Because we had, like I told you, we had a huge family. So, so shit, shit, shit get real when we start cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> See, but, boy. But, but, but I also was blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was coming up, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to cook. And mm-hmm. I was always around my ladies in the family. You yes. know what I'm saying? I was blessed to have my great-grandmother. At the same time, my grandmother was still mm-hmm. living. She's 93, like I told you. And my mother still living. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to cook. So I was always mm-hmm. at their hip doing Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthday parties, whatever. They're like, why are you always in the kitchen? Did I want to know what they was cooking, how they was doing it. And that's how I learned. I was doing Thanksgiving dinners and shit when I was 11. Damn. You see what I'm saying? So my, my kitchen technique is well beyond some of these other cats think they could cook or they could barbecue, they could do this, they could do that. Upper echelon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been doing it for years. You know what I'm saying? I cook <clears throat> everything. I cook everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just for certain things I don't cook that I don't eat them. It's like frog legs, shit like that. I don't cook raccoon. I don't cook everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I tell you, my, my family originated oh, Mississippi. Shit. You know what I'm saying? So everybody in Mississippians, I mean, we, we get down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, my dad's from Mississippi. My mom's from Georgia. So you put that combination together, then you figure all the old recipes, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I get down in the kitchen. A snapping turtle. Thanksgiving, we never disappointed. Just like I said, next Sunday, you know what I'm saying? We get on get on this podcast. I'm happy he's cobbling. We're gonna let y'all know what that shit tastes like too. He, he talking a whole gang of shit right now. Gang of shit, but li- listen to what I'm telling you. Watch what they say next Sunday. Well, next Sunday when we do this podcast, and y'all when y'all get to hear it. I'm I looking forward you. to it. I'm looking I forward to it. I can't wait. They were like, oh, yeah. I'm going to commentate the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> commentate it all you want. You commentate it all you want. But I, I know what I bring to the table. Hey. I know what I bring to the table. Hey, read the comment box. <laughs> all right, Never Smoke Alone family. We want to wish y'all happy holidays. Spend as much time with your family as you can. 
eat some good food and just 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 enjoy the people that you love and the people that love you back mm. with that being said we all pretty much enjoyed our cigars but i think the grim reaper had a better cigar than all of us greg don't yeah. tell us about that cigar you smoked oh shit this uh lfd uh analysian bull is this shit um just tell you right now it's a three hour smoke it's a hard to find cigar but I'm going to find it. This is my first one. It was given to me by Buddha Black. And I'm telling you, man, that was the best cigar I ever had. I'm still smoking on it now. And it is. It's well worth what you go pay for online. About two seventy a box now. If you can find it at that price, it might be a little more. I used to get it for one eighty a box. It used to. Yeah. Not no more. Not no more. Yeah. Like I said, they only make 35 boxes a month for this cigar. And it is, man, it's... It's lit. It is the one. It's the one. Everyone, I, I advise you to try it just one time. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just starting off. This, you start off with this, you not go smoke nothing else. It, it is it's the truth. That's what I'm talking about. In closing, as always, I want to thank Buddha Black and Greg for participating in the show. Mm-hmm. I want to give a special shout out to Philly. I think he performed very well this being his first time on the podcast. Hey, Pop. Oh, first time on a podcast at all. Philly in the house. His performance was was very, very great. I don't think I'm going to have to edit too much of his content. With that being said, y'all know what time it is. I'm your man, G Money. You can reach me at King James Thomas Money on IG. And always remember, as long as you got me, you will never smoke alone.